All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. The content of this radio show is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome to One Soul Radio, an interactive conscious conversation grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome, dear listeners, to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. This is the show that is for you and by you, a virtual community creating conscious conversation and the opportunity to have a place to delve a little bit deeper in life than you may do on your own. So we are offering you a unique perspective from both worlds, the spiritual world and the psychological world at the same time. My name is Callie Alpert here, actually in Long Island, Coming to you from Long Island today with my dear friend, co-host, and spiritual psychotherapist, Steve Hassenberg. Hi, Callie. Hi, Steve. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. I was um, out of town with um, family and uh, had some interesting travel debacles and some sunshine. It was a lovely mixed bag. What about you? Mine was good, too. And I met with family that I didn't think I would like. (laughs) And I wound up liking them quite a lot. Do they listen to the show? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't think that's uncommon. I think there's probably a good amount of people that enter into their holiday festivities with a little more um, apprehension and then like are pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that happened for you. Um, the other thing that's noteworthy that we haven't really talked about is that we just recently reached our one-year anniversary here on Unity Online Radio. So we are very um, grateful to Unity, to especially to Diane and to Jeff and to Lewis for their constant support. And we're very proud of the um, body of work that we have now. We can always find in their um, podcast section under shows on their website and um we're grateful for all of you for listening and participating. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. We really are. So today we are continuing our series that I didn't write down in front of me, so I'm going to say it off the top of my head. Um, the legendary self-help books to help get you through the holiday season. And today we're focusing on The Secret, which is Rhonda Burns' global bestseller, that came out um, in 2006. So based on the concepts, including the law of attraction, Rhonda Burns' self-help book sold 30 million copies, changed millions of lives in the process, was a film first and then a book, just noteworthy there. Um, Did you know that these teachings are actually rooted in early literature and history dating back to the Bible and that creating the life you want is really what the universe intends for you to do if you can just get out of your own way? So we're going to discuss the most difficult thing for anybody to do. Exactly. Because we are really good at being in our own way. I know I am. Raise my hand in the front row. (laughs) We will discuss ways to access the universal flow of abundance from a place of stillness and receptivity. We will share some of our personal stories around successful and unsuccessful manifesting and offer up some steps to help guide you to create what you desire in a more effortless way. So shall we talk a little bit about just the history, sort of the impetus for this book and how um, Rhonda Byrne found her way to creating it? Actually, I don't know. Oh, well, I can I can share a little bit with you. Do you know something about that? Um, I do, a little bit. Um, I know that in, um, so I guess it was in the early 2000s when she was going through a difficult time, her daughter gave her the book um, Science, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Who, uh, it was a book that was written in 1910. I'm not familiar with the book, just familiar with the reference. And I think that's what spurred on the whole idea of her putting this together because it is a, it's like a collection, like a compilation of a lot of great thinkers and 
influencers might not be be the word for when she put this together um, but of people speaking to this and to me one of the most interesting things really is that um, this whole concept is really as old as man and maybe well before that right I mean it's not you know it's not a new concept the words manifestation or positive thinking or put your thoughts on what you want I mean that might be a little bit more you know have popularized more in recent years um, but the idea of this is really as it, it's as old as the Bible. And this is what you and I um, were kind of digging when we were talking about this the other day is that um, there's a reference. I'm not a Bible um, aficionado by any stretch, I, um, but I know that there is um, a section in uh, Matthew 21, 22 about <laughs> gratitude and visualization that sort of speaks to the idea of law of attraction, which I think a lot of us are more familiar with. So we love the idea that that um, that excerpt was from 21, <laughs> 22, as we wrap up 2021 and move into 2022 with the hope that gratitude and visualization will bring all of us more of what we're looking for. Um, you know, I think that, you know, what, what it's bringing up for me is that, uh, as soon as human beings have a desire for something, they want that desire to be manifest. So, you know, my brain goes in funny places. I'm thinking about the cave. I'm thinking about the cave paintings in France right now, and the fact that carving an animal in stone had so much to do with fulfilling a desire. Mm. And it was a way for them to keep looking at the... They lived in these caves, which were surrounded by pictures. And it may have to do with fertility or animals. And looking at that every day was actually generating the manifestation of their desire. Is that what they intended to do? Was that why they had those? Well, I'm, I'm making this up. Oh, okay. Because it sounds great. But I think that it's real. <laughs> I, I, th I think that that's how it worked. That to, to like to depict what you're looking for, and we do it internally. I'm sure they did it internally. But the, the, the hieroglyphics, right, were ways of reminding them about mm -hmm. the gods, about the sun, about fertility, about the mm -hmm. animals, about the hunt. And maybe that was the first prior to the Bible, the first way that we manifested. Those were the first vision boards, perhaps. It was. <laughs> I love that idea. That's that's a cool way to kind of interpret what that might have meant, even if it yeah. was unconscious or not. Who knows? Um, the other thing that came to mind that I think is really um, noteworthy, because and I need I want to reread it. Um, reread it is um, the book "As a Man Thinketh." which was written by James Allen in 1903. And mm -hmm. again, it's sort of another one of the, you know, original law of attraction. It was, it, it's, it's very um, short. He intentionally wrote a very short, sort of short and dense book. Um, it's probably more of a pamphlet. Like I have it living on a few, you know, a few pages on my, mm -hmm. um, somewhere on my computer that I have to find. Um, but it really speaks to all of this. It speaks to the idea that, um, all of, that's it's our rightful inheritance. It's everybody's rightful inheritance to that the universe is always conspiring in our favor, and I think we all come in that way, and then we do a really good job of forgetting. So one of the things that I'd like to really um, emphasize as we launch into the show today is that I know for me and a lot of people, when the secret came out, it was like, oh man, like this isn't working, and I've done everything, and you start knocking your head against the wall, following all of the basic you know the tenets and the suggestions of this global internationally you know renowned book and it's not working and i think that that can be really um frustrating and detrimental to people so what we're going to aim to talk about today is what's underneath that or as you said earlier we're going to def <laughs> we're going to defrock that the, the, that not the theory but we're going to remind people the separation between when the idea of manifestation is living in your head and when it's living in your heart and your body, because that really is the significant distinction about when it yeah, works. Alex, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. You didn't 
get your yacht? <laughs> I've never dreamed of having one, so I've what, got that going what, for me. What did you dream of having? Oh boy, are we gonna we're gonna personalize this already? I've manifested jobs. I've manifested opportunities. Um, I've manifested like creative pursuits. Um, I've manifested <laughs> where I'm living. I'm not there today, but um, where I'm living now, yeah. except I forgot that because it, the what the picture I had in my head of living on a lake and a lake lifestyle is old one. So now that I'm living in this um, cottage where I am in uh, the Central Hudson Valley, I had to remember that that was something that was actually marinating in my in my head early on. I also think it's important to your question, maybe, to remind people that um, there is no particular timeline. So often, I think part of the secret to the secret is remembering, is noting when something actually happens that's been marinating in your mind's eye for a really long time. And appreciating that, and and, appre and getting in that energy, letting that energy into your body, because that really is the the springboard to make more stuff happen. Is when you can recognize when it has already happened in little ways, not all. I think ways. I think that's so vitally important for people to remember. Yeah, that it it's not instantaneous. Um, I remember reading something because I'm a student of near death experiences. I remember reading something about an individual who had a near-death experience, and they said, in heaven, your desires are manifested instantaneously. And I thought, wow, I want to be there. <laughs> I would think that you wouldn't have desires once you got there because it's all, you know, just one big uh, un unprecedented love hug fest. Well, you don't need desire anything. That's that may be true. According to this person, they had that realization huh. that if you had a thought, it would be instantly manifested. Mm -hmm. And so when we come to Earth, we have a kind of memory of that. Mm. And we get very frustrated mm. when those things don't happen immediately. Mm -hmm. Yes. So your point is well taken. I need to listen to my own point. I'm glad it's well taken because I don't live it. I just know it and often. I don't really, it's not embodied as, as well as it can be. Um, if anybody would like to join us today, we'd love to hear from you, share some stories, share some complaints and some anti-manifesting, some advice and help you might need. We are here at 816-251-3555. So please give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Um, I think before we get into sort of the five major tenets of this book, it seems to be a word I'm using a lot lately, especially when we break down these books. Um, the law of attraction was a big impetus also for, for this book, the law of attraction being Esther, Esther and Jerry Hicks book that was written when was that like in, was that the nineties? Late nineties? Yeah, I would say somewhere in there. end of the nineties. Yeah, and it's based on all this too. Again, nothing that's new, but they really made it into almost a like a how-to with chapters of you know depending on where you at, you're at, sort of the different rungs of ways that you could potentially um, manifest. And I remember being really frustrated because often I couldn't get into the feeling of what they were describing. And the one that sticks out, and it's been a long time since I've read that book, um, was just about um, simplifying it. You don't have to do these masterful visualizations and get all into the scene of seeing it for yourself and vision boards, the Aries new moon and all these things. But just to think, wow, wouldn't it be nice if I X, Y, Z, just as a really simple way to, you know, to, to, um, to, to kind of start the process. So before we Did you ever go see them, Callie? No, I haven't. I've listened and watched a lot on YouTube, and I've never been in the same room with them. Which Jerry's now in the other world, right? Jerry left us, yes. but I went to see them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did enjoy it thoroughly because Abraham was the channel that she was transmitting. And Abraham was actually very funny. Mm. Witty, funny, clever. It was mm -hmm. very good. It was like pure entertainment. Was your manifestation 
Juju better after you saw them? It was because I believed in myself more. Mm, interesting. Good. It's good. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to some of our um, our own personal stories of manifestation or lack thereof in a few minutes. Let's take our first caller for today. Hi, caller. Are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hi. Hi. What's your name and where you're calling from? Uh, my name is Jan, and I'm calling from Los Angeles. Welcome. Do you have a Thank comment, you. a story, I, you know, a question I, about this magical topic we're, we're broaching today? Kind of a, a question and something I found frustrating and confusing. I, because I had the sense when I read The Secret that we're responsible for everything that we create. Yeah. Or, or we're responsible for creating everything. Same mm-hmm. thing, I guess. Does that mean that all my negative thoughts and opinions are constantly creating my reality and that without them, my life and circumstances would be perfect. I, I, I was just always thrown by mm-hmm. that concept. It's a great question. It's a great question. And I'm smiling because I'm thinking about like how I relate to that because I've asked myself that many times. I'm not sure that I have a brilliant answer for you. Um, but it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure to own, you know, everything. And people, especially when people are in really, really tough times or deep into illness or catastrophic experiences, um, and when they ask themselves that question, it can really cause a lot of, it can be traumatizing because how in the world yeah. do you, ra- you know, find a rational explanation? I would say, even though I don't like my own answer, that on some levels, I'm, not, I'm curious to hear Steve's answer but mine's a, probably the more shallow one, is my, my first answer is yes. To some degree, our higher self, a self that a lot of us don't know and might not know until we leave this place, but you know, have little inklings of our, our highest soul self, does create, based on our energy and our thoughts, um, does create everything that we experience. Um, and what we don't understand in our earthly bodies is that it's often for, or it's always for our greatest good, even if it doesn't match that bill while we're here based on our conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd much rather hear Steve answer this question because he's going to have more. Well, I'd actually like, I like Callie's answer. So the Jan, the way I've always looked at it mm-hmm. is that there are soul choices and personality choices. And the personality would always choose pleasure over, over pain, <laughs> always. And the soul is more interested in the evolution of a person and their character. And so the other, let me back up a little. A lot of clients ask me this question. And I always respond by saying, if you were to hear all of the thoughts of the people on the 405 at rush hour in Los Angeles, then all of that negativity would absolutely blow up the world. So we have a lot of wiggle room. And the reason that life isn't perfect, even if we had perfect thinking, is because of what Callie said, that the soul is making choices for our evolution through circumstance that we have to live through. Now we could live through it in a a good way. We can live through it in a bitter way, but because these choices are being made, I agree again with Callie that from a higher level, we are co-creators with our souls in order to foster our highest form of evolution while we're alive. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot to take sense. in. It's a lot. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. Does it but make it, sense? It makes, it makes total sense to me. Yeah. So you can have plenty of negative thoughts. We all do. And it doesn't mean right. they all manifest. There are a lot of people who are very negative. And I can think of a few who I will not mention who manifest a lot of stuff, accumulating money, cars, and they have lots of negative thoughts, but they still are able to manifest. 
And right, so, right. right, you can think of them too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you want to say, because I have another question to take this a little deeper before we hang up with Jan. Did you want to say no, something I'm, else? I'm, I, that, no, that, uh, the, the part of, of what you just said, Steve, about people that can be so shockingly negative, and yet it just, the bounty just keeps pouring in. <laughs> that you know Callie and I are going to talk about that on the show today and it has just as a teaser it has to do with people are who are still moving toward into the material world to try to find happiness through okay, a great. here we go thank you thank you okay <laughs> good thank you <laughs> all right Thank you, Jan. Thank you. Um, the, the other thing, well, yeah, so we're going to talk more about that um, as we move more deeply into the show, because for some people, and all of us, me too, you also, there are plenty of days where, you know, <laughs> where we're wishing we could manifest other material things in a hurry. And yet, separate from that is the um, idea that, again, our personalities attach certain the word success or abundance or manifest you know success and manifesting to certain things that really might not be all that might be creating bigger problems for people might be precluding them from knowing their deeper selves in a more spiritual way i mean i can't name what they would be but it's also again like our lens our earthly lens looks at things like oh someone's you know madly in love and lives in a big house and has five cars and doesn't have any woes and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're manifesting something that works best for us you know that might just be what their story is but it doesn't mean it's better or worse i wanted to take that a step deeper i don't want to take too much time but i, I it begs the question what you're saying because the separation the, the reminder of the difference between soul and personality and how they work in concert with each other how does that work together then when it comes to manifesting because the soul has a karmic story that it's laying out for us and the personality is the one making more decisions and having more active thoughts every day. So how do you reconcile those two? Which one's more responsible for what happens to us and how much we bring in, how much we well, manifest? Here's a little, the rub. A little deep. Yeah. Here, here's the rub, right? The soul <laughs> is in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. So even though you're trying to manifest, and this is why people were so upset about this concept, yes, you can manifest sometimes if that's in your kind of evolutionary trajectory, but no, it won't happen all these other times because it's not in your trajectory. Mm. And it's better for you to think about how I can be more kind or loving or compassionate with myself instead of putting all of my stock in, in, in getting the car, the Mercedes that I want, <laughs> because you can have a Mercedes and not be fulfilled. Right. Or you can have a Volkswagen and be very, very fulfilled. And so the distinction there is so important. And it also takes the pressure off again. It takes the edge off right. to really... Um, lean into the fact that some of this is bigger than anything that we can control and to not drive ourselves so crazy thinking we're not doing it well we're not manifesting correctly we brought some difficult stuff into our lives so i think that's just an important point to bring up with um with our listeners um so let's talk a little bit um we'll start and then we'll continue um we'll break down the, the five major tenets of of the secret the first one is a term. I don't know if she came up with it or if it already existed. I feel like it may have been, um, it might have just started with the book and the film. Attract, believe, and receive is the formula to make your desires come true. Uh-huh. Attract, believe, and conceive. <laughs> Attract, believe, and receive. <laughs> Although in I some ways you are conceiving. It, I actually think it's conceived. I think you I think it could be. <laughs> I think it could be. Um, so how does one attract? Let's talk about that first. You know, we've already kind of covered the ground of creating sort of a space where you're in your you know, body more than you're in your head as a way to 
start to manifest, right? So the first thing you want to do is sort of create like a clean, it's almost like you're tilling the soil of a farm. That's how I see it in my head. Creating a clean space, right? Creating a clean canvas from which to create your next piece of art, you know, write your next story as some of the great spiritual teachers, you know, it's just metaphors that they use. Um, But the first thing is to be in a place of gratitude. You always say to be in a place of stillness. There's a variety of different ways, and we'll talk about this some during our action steps, but there's a variety of different ways to get to this. I think the key is to remember that if you're focused on what you don't have, you're going to potentially bring in more of what you don't have. If you're coming from a place of appreciating and having gratitude and shining more of a light on the things that are already going well for you, that's part of creating this climate or this um, fertile soil to attract, right? I mean, that's what I learned. When when we did our production meeting, You were we were talking about the fact that I spent about eight months listening to Abraham. And the thing that I learned was... <laughs> well what a teaser that was so we're going to find out as soon as we come back what steve learned we'll be right back talking about the secret We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to One Soul Radio with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome back, everyone, to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. We are talking about The Secret as part of our series to close out 2021 legendary personal growth books that will help get you through the holidays. And today, as I said, The Secret by Rhonda Burns, which was a huge international crazy sensation with film and a book and controversy thereafter and all kinds of things. So before we take our next caller, um, you were about, we were just starting to get into the five major sort of pillars of this book, and we were talking about attract, believe, and receive, and you were talking about how um, you're starting to tell the story about listening to, was it Jerry and Esther Hicks for like eight months straight? What happened? What was the, what was the yeah. climax of the story? I would listen on the, I would listen on the way to work and the way home from work. And the climax of the story is that what I realized after a hundred hours, maybe of listening, that's how it was very interesting. They said the same thing over and over and over again that nobody quite understood was that, and you said it, if you want to manifest, you have to manifest from a place where you're embracing your life not rejecting your life. Mm-hmm. And so often when we're manifesting, we feel like our life isn't good enough and I haven't achieved enough and I haven't accumulated enough. And they said, when you do that, then it won't work. Right. Only work when you take the th- wonderful things in your life and make them real. And that becomes the foundation such an important distinction to come from manifest from a place of love or hope or receptivity or belief versus fear because when if, if you're doing it from a place of fear it doesn't work right or very rarely works because right. the feeling begets the feeling the energy begets more of the energy and fear energy gets dense and thick and goopy and doesn't let anything penetrate it and you know the other the other side of that is a higher vibration and that's where all the magic happens right uh, at least that's what they tell me. <laughs> I need to practice my own genius advice here. All right, we're going to take our next caller. Hi, caller, are you there? Hi, is that me? It's you. What's your name and where are you calling from? Me. Hi, my name is Nikki, Hi. and I'm calling from San Diego. Hello. Hi, Nikki. 
Are you a law, a law of attraction or secret person, manifester? Well, I love this topic. I love that you're open to mixed feelings because I've really um, had mixed feelings about it mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I, I just really love hearing about it. I, I feel like uh, to some degree, maybe it's just like an oversimplification. You know, I don't think it's mm -hmm. that simple like black or white, like, oh, it's like a Sears catalog from the universe and you can just pick what, pick what you want. But um, <laughs> I, I think sometimes it was made to feel like that. But I, I've had it work for me in my life. I've worked really hard and done vision boards and this. I created, I at one point, I do believe a great, you know, manifested a home on the beach. And I used to write about it and send myself, you know, emails congratulating you home on the beach and I wrote the story of how I found it and you know and I and I did and then I've had other areas where um it feels impossible and so um you know like medical things per se or um I just feel like if it was really that simple then I then there wouldn't be things like reading glasses because then people could just go I want my eyes to be better so right I think there was a scene I, in the movie if I remember correctly wasn't it where Somebody's like, I hereby declare myself not needing glasses anymore. And so it was. I think it was that. <laughs> did movie. it work? <laughs> did it work? It did for whatever I'm remembering. It was a while ago. So, but anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's funny. So I think that, but it's also caused me a lot of pain yeah. in the ways where it hasn't worked or what's wrong with me. Why can't I manifest it? And why is that person, you know, put one thing on her vision board and she's, you know, spitting up diamonds and I'm like <laughs> groping at the floor. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. um, so, and then I think it can be, you know, similar to like what Jan was saying, then you feel, uh, feel guilty. Is it my fault? What's wrong with me? Why isn't this working? Um, you know, I had the C word, um, the first time I had it and it was, I was in my thirties and, and then it was all, it added like a whole new panic. Well, first of all, guilt, like, did I create this? And what did I do? And then the panic of, oh my God, if I don't think good thoughts and I was, in fear and afraid I was going to mm. die. And then I'm like, oh, my God, and then I will die. You know, yeah. so it adds so much pressure. I think mm -hmm. you said pressure. Um, so so I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I think that for sure, you know, focusing on the positive and, and all that, I just have a it just seems like it can't be that black or white or we would just literally I would be tall and blonde right now. Like just that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list. But um, yeah. Yeah, I do. I just want to say one other thing is that I feel that it also maybe it 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 allows people to distance themselves and go like they see a person who's homeless or doesn't or is sick or whatever and go well I would that would never happen to me like I would never choose that. Um, that's not a question, but um, yeah, my question is just to listen to you guys and and I I don't know. I feel both ways about it. And... Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, even listening to you is helping me like to sort of maybe something that I could mirror back to all of us. If I can um, kind of synthesize my thoughts quickly, um, that it feels like one of the biggest takeaways from this sort of topic again is, num is to make space and space could mean being really sad and angry about your situation and letting and gutting out those feelings first to create a softer space, a softer container for the nicer mm -hmm. energy to, to come in. You know, I think when we're in tough places and then what you, all you want to do, well, all you do is read a book like The Secret and then start doing a vision board and then deciding, you know, the next day that you have to create X, Y, and Z. I think in some ways it can be really counterintuitive mm -hmm. if your body, if you're not embodying that space, you know, embodying mm -hmm. that sort of energy of hope or love or a sense mm -hmm. of peacefulness. So some, I, I would gather you know venture to say that for some people um and often it is because when you're in crisis is often when you feel the need to man the, the desire to manifest the most because you're in the biggest place of lack which in and of itself in a meta way is the biggest irony of this entire conversation that maybe one of the very first things to do again is just gut out the part that doesn't that isn't conducive to creating this sort of fertile soil that i alluded to earlier um, and just mm -hmm. keeping it really mm -hmm. simple and really gentle. Or Steve always, always mm -hmm. talks about throwing love back at yourself, recognizing how far you come, how well you've endured mm -hmm. this difficult situation, how much grace you've had, a person who's helped you. Maybe it's just those really preliminary steps before you even get to the part where you have the space to start dreaming up the next desires. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, you know, Nikki, I think in a lot of ways the book is unfair, and it 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 oh, it's it's a way to sell a lot of books, and you always want to tell people if you're selling a book, you can do four thousand things tomorrow. Right. They're all going to come true. Yeah. It's all going to be successful. And that's how people sell things, right? But in actuality, life is much more difficult than that. We talked about soul choices and personality choices. And uh, it takes a lot of courage to be alive. It takes a lot of courage to be an adult. It takes a lot of courage to face difficulties and adversities And that kind of courage that people muster is a manifestation in itself. And so I would rather talk about (laughs) courage and goodness and love and kindness and tenderness as a way of maybe that's the best stuff that we ever manifest. And if if we manifest the, the goods of the universe, that's fine but I want to keep our attention on the most important stuff. One, one thing that I want to say is that in the course of miracles, it says that success in life is open heartedness. And for me, that works in the best kind of way. Mm. To that point, Mm. I actually just saw a quote um, of your beloved Robert Bly, who just passed away last week. Yeah. And it was something to the, it might have been on our Omega Institute, um, one of our social media platforms, but it was something like, you know, um, good days are only the ones where like there where tenderness pervades, but I'm butchering it. Um, But it was something like that. That's like the most important part of a, you know, a definite or a sort of measurement of a good day, you know? Yeah. So mm. thank you, Nikki, for joining us today. We appreciate it. And we wish you much successful and gentle and easy manifestation. <laughs> mm. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. you bet. So let's get through these other. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about attract, believe and receive, which even the words is sort of self-explanatory. It's just kind of creating that energy to um yeah it's just sort of creating energy to cook something up it's like starting with an empty pot right that doesn't these (laughs) these kooky visuals are coming in it's almost like a starting to cook up a soup with an empty pot that's clean instead of one that you used the day before that you didn't clean are you hungry crazy i may not consciously but perhaps i am it is getting close to dinner time over here um second one is having courage to see your dreams this one's this is a big one for me too because often when you've gone through a long time where your dreams have not realized or you feel like you're in a place of unrealization and lack and frustration and um, despair, Mm -hmm. it can become, I I get really good at habituating that on a deep level, maybe not on on the top layers, but on a deep, deep level, as you know, uh, you start to close off little parts of yourself sometimes and it really can preclude that energy from, from coming in because you have the protective mechanism that sort of gets more um, concretized. Well, we all do that. And, you know, in some way, it's good that we do that. And in in a lot of ways, it's bad that we do that. Yeah, it is. It's called a defense mechanism. Right. Right. Or having like bodyguards around you. Mm. So you won't get hurt. Mm -hmm. So you won't feel pain. So these little voices, which are little defense mechanisms, come up and they start talking to us and everybody has them. And they say, don't do that. You'll never succeed. That's going to be too difficult. Nobody will ever read what you write. And all of those things are there to protect us. And they become incredible obstacles toward our success. Yeah, it's really it's a hard thing to undo and unpack. Right. I'm in a state of deepening my attempt at that. But it's um it's it's difficult. Yeah. Half the time you don't even really know you're it's there. It's right. a long time to even know that that little piece of that sliver is in there because so many other parts of me don't reflect that at all. But I know right. it's been getting in my way, and, um, and I'm not happy about it. But I need to do the opposite, which is to learn to love it and give it more space and more peace to do exactly what we're suggesting everybody trying to do today. 
Um, so have the courage to see your dreams. The third one is gratitude helps you to feel abundant and attract abundance. I think this one um, is also more self-explanatory and easier um, just to pick something that it could be the littlest thing, something that just, you know, when you feel a sense of gratitude, your body changes, right? Your body, actually, there's a visceral thing that happens in your energy fields. And I always wish it's something that we could bottle. I say that also a lot metaphorically, but the more you can get in touch with that feeling or have it on reserve somewhere, um, that is part of the springboard for dreaming up new things to be in that energy is to bring in more man successful manifesting right and you know what we said in our gratitude show we said if you um have a gratitude list and every day when you go out into your life you actually look for more things to add mm. <laughs> so it sets up a wonderful cycle mm-hmm Beautiful. And uh, if you keep looking for things to be grateful about, pretty soon you'll be grateful. <laughs> it's also, I, I think that um, certain people, I think some of it is just like, I, I'm some, some people are more predisposed for that, like energy than others are. I just think we're all different biochemically, psychologically, spiritually, karmically. And I think some people are just like, that's their reflexive feeling. And then other people have to really kind of reel it in. It. And it's more yeah. like an exercise and a practice, you know. Agreed. Um, then we have, uh, let's see, your awareness is the greatest secret you can use to harness the power of your thoughts. What does that one mean to you? What does that mean to me? For me, I, I always use this term. If you want to begin to understand yourself better then you start with awareness. Awareness is like a light that shines on something in your life. Actually, Maharishi had a wonderful quote. He used to say many, many times when I was with him. And he said, the first light in a dark room brings the greatest amount of light. He could have said, the first awareness... <laughs> in a dark conscious space brings the most light to any given situation yeah. so that's what awareness means to me that's so beautiful um i love that i think of like a cave and the, somebody who lights the first candle like it's right? so illuminating um or the menorah for hanukkah that i didn't light before we started the show so thanks for reminding me um and happy hanukkah to all as well where we're applicable as we're talking about light today <laughs> But we digress. Um, so, yes, using your awareness as a, as a secret to um, harness the power of your thoughts. And then finally, love is the ultimate emotion, right? And we've talked about this throughout the show. The idea, sometimes I think love and gratitude are pretty interchangeable. I think the feeling of them can be pretty interchangeable. Yeah. Do you think they're separate? We've never, we've never talked about that. I don't know. You know what? Obviously, my mind always goes to other places. But I remember Titnot Han said, what's the difference between love and compassion? And he said, compassion is love in action. And so I think that gratitude may be love in action as well. So it's taking the love that you have in your heart and applying it somewhere. And uh, this is a beautiful thing because whatever we've been able to cultivate, love, compassion, the kindness, and actually allowing it to generate outside of ourselves toward us, toward others, is really some of the beauty of life. Yeah. And again, the love can be for your pet, somebody else's baby on the street. That one always gets me a lot. That's for me just a very, just a instant dose of like overwhelming love it's just because i don't have my own children but i could just pass somebody on the street with a baby who makes eye contact and for whatever reason that's one that really resonates for me your pet a flower a tree a gesture um yourself celebrating something that you have um endured or accomplished and making sure you take a moment like that love comes in all forms it doesn't love for your higher self love for your whoever your whatever your belief system is your god or your deity or your divine whatever it's all love right 
Um, so before we move on to action steps, I just wanted to see if, uh, oh, you wanted to, we wanted to talk a little bit more about um, the idea of like why you support manif focusing manifestation on more things like love and compassion and kindness than right. on things. Now, that sounds like a really fundamental, you know, basic kind of silly question, but I wanted to hear more about that. Why are those things... Why do they get us so much further than the the checklist of things that we? And I'm not. Ta let's let me just let me put this aside. We I think most of us know the types of us and the people that would be apt to listen to a sh to the show understand why coming from a place of what's inside your heart and internal um, currency gets you further in life and into deeper meaning than checking boxes on a lot of material gain. But then there's something in the middle, like there's nothing wrong, we talk about this a lot, of just wanting to check some of those external boxes so that you have more freedom, so that you feel a little happier, so that you can exhale, so you can have a little bit more pleasure. So what's the, why do you still lean more toward the um, fully on the internal versus the external? Well, I lean that way. My mind is going somewhere. I'm seeing a picture of uh, some of the people in Africa mm -hmm. who live in shantytown villages, whether it's a documentary I've seen or a movie. And then I look at the children's faces. Yeah. And I see very, very bright eyes. I see radiant faces. I see big smiles of children who have, from our point of view, almost nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm emphasizing this because there, in order for life to work, we really need to move toward fulfillment. Fulfillment, again, there's so many clients I've seen over the years who have t tens of millions of dollars but they're coming to see me because they're not happy. Right. And they're not happy because they've spent their entire life amassing fortunes, but they haven't spent much of their life understanding what makes them happy, right. what the essential ingredients are of working with yourself, of feeling love for yourself, of having compassion for yourself, of touching your core through meditation, that has been left out. So you have very, not always, very, very wealthy people without happiness. And these little children in Africa who have radiant, gorgeous smiles without anything. So those that distinction is always interesting to me. Yeah, that's a beautiful and important distinction. Like the reason I have a, a, a longtime friend of mine has talked a lot about how when she's traveled to developing countries and she sees children on the street entertaining themselves with like one stick and one rock versus... And they're, and, and they're not like throwing tantrums or having strong emotional outbursts versus people she grew up with in, you know, around the New York City area or Washington, D.C. area. And how it just speaks to your point that, um, again, if we can sort of pull back the curtain on how we're socialized to think that certain things are going to make us happy, it would probably get us to happiness a lot faster. And then conversely, so many people find um, their deepest parts when they've lost the material armor that you're describing, which sounds lovely. You know, I, Nothing I would, wrong dig, with I would it. dig some of that. Um, Nothing but also, but right, but often when a crisis occurs and kind of blows that up and sheds, pulls that um, that layer of your identity or detaches you from identifying with that and forces your hand. That's why you hear so many people saying the best thing that happened to me. And I've heard this. I have a friend. He said the best thing that happened to me is when he became um, uh, when he he was will became wheelchair bound. And I'm not romanticizing that. I'm just saying for him it was a life change that needed to happen for him to wake up to the things that were more meaningful to him or people that have gone through illnesses or relationship issues or losing jobs. I mean, it's, it's interesting if you just keep a perspective. So with that, our action steps, 
to help you with your manifestation. So first, practice creating a space for manifestation like we talked about earlier. Try to pick a feeling that you'd like to feel more of, either kindness or love or gratitude or compassion, and simply meditate on that feeling and imagine imagine experiencing that feeling more often during the course of your day. And then to take that to the next level, once you've solidified that feeling and maybe you're feeling it more actively through the course of a day or a few more days in the week that you're, than you're typically accustomed to, try adding a visualization inside of that feeling, like a small little desire, something that you'd like to happen, uh, you know, a, an experience you'd like to have, something you'd like to acquire or achieve, and give it some time and see what manifests. And again, remember, there's no timeline for that. And then to take it to a whole other level, one of Steve's favorites, which I still grapple with this one, but it's fascinating and I believe you that it's true, I just don't have a great relationship with it, is go outside and sit with the idea that you manifested every single thing that you can see and hear and touch and smell and feel in that moment, like on your back porch. I want to footnote that. Please do. Bibliography, go. Because... I would bet everybody listening to the show has had the experience once or many times during their life when they've been at the beach or they've been on top of the mountains and they're watching the sunset or the sunrise and all of a sudden they're filled with this experience of oneness. Mm -hmm. And it's that oneness that actually creates everything that we see and feel and touch. And so next time that happens, go into it and see if you can get into the idea that you're manifesting everything. The closest it's so when you say it, it makes so much sense. When I try to do it, it's like, what? I didn't build that house over there and I didn't make that cloud. But what I have been able to do when I remember is to walk outside on my back porch and look at like the beautiful lake that I'm living on now and remember the feeling I had when I dreamed of living on that kind of lake. Nice. Um, so I guess that's a step in the right direction. So nice. um, again, to help with your manifestation, first of all, don't put, we didn't make this an action step. Don't put so much pressure on yourself and try to stay out of your head with it. And don't, you know, don't worry that you're not hitting like all the perfect secret check boxes. That's number one. Um, that's that's our point five action step. Number one, practice creating the space for manifestation by picking a feeling that you'd like to feel more of kindness, love, gratitude, compassion, and meditate on that feeling and imagine experiencing that more during your day. Once you've solidified that for a little bit, try adding a visualization and see if it manifests. And then Take it to the whole other level. Go outside. Sit with the feeling that you manifested everything that you're experiencing. How's that to, to try on? So we want to thank everybody for joining us. You can listen to this on the podcast version on Unity Online Radio. Join us on Instagram at One Soul Radio, Facebook at One Soul Radio Podcast. Next week, our final in the series, our beloved John Kabat-Zinn and the seminal Wherever You Go, There You Are. Have a good week. Bye, Callie. Bye, Stephen. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.